This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. This week, we are discussing the harmful stigmas and mythology that surrounds being an artist. They said if I want to make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I want to create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. Episode one, here we are. We made it. We made it. We did it. We're here. From a paddleboard to a studio apartment. Mm -hmm. A beautiful studio apartment. It's so exciting. Long Beach, California. Yeah. So um, hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Create Well podcast, Um, a podcast that was created on a paddleboard. And maybe, Erica, you can tell us a bit about the, the start yeah this paddleboard podcast that's what it should have been called the paddleboard podcast it should have been called the paddleboard podcast but we chose something a little more eloquent um (laughs) but yeah we literally formulated this podcast while on on the same paddleboard yeah not 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 separate paddleboards you know just one one of us held a paper notebook (laughs) and tried not to get it wet and the other one paddled and we brainstormed as we did a 40 minute loop around one of the waterways here in long beach yeah and we really did come up with it. Yeah, we like solidified the name, solidified yeah. some vision, and um, so it's pretty pretty magical. <laughs> so so magical. Can um, you um can you introduce yourself, Ray? Yeah, I can introduce myself. <laughs> Hi everyone, I am Ray Saragosa. I am a singer songwriter, and a poet, and a activist, and a roller skater, kind of on my way. <laughs> um, and a baby chef learning how to cook stuff. I was on the road for three years straight before quarantine. I was a full-time touring artist. I still am a full-time artist, but I'm mm-hmm. not on the road anymore. And um, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, wellness and creativity and entrepreneurship are basically the three main pillars of my life. Mm. And um, you know, learning how to make creativity something that I think of as a business and also a lifestyle has been something that is really incredible and also learning experience every day and um, something that I'm excited to share uh, my knowledge about and also hear your knowledge and, and interview people and get their knowledge and just kind of collect a bunch of, uh, of, of wisdom and it's going to be very exciting and um, and yeah so that's me and uh, I'm just so excited to see what we explore what we get to know. So Erica, how about you? Can you introduce yourself? <laughs> yes, I'm Erica Elon. I'm originally from Chicago. I'm primarily a visual artist. Uh, my main medium is painting, but I do a lot of other things. And one of the things Ray and I talk a lot about is encompassing like all of the aspects of our life under the umbrella of being an artist. So I also do photography. I work with some small businesses. I write and do a bit of music um and so that kind of encompasses what uh what my day-to-day art life looks like and and same as ray was saying really excited to be talking about these aspects of how we weave these parts of our lives together and do it in a really well and whole way um so yeah that's kind of about me (laughs) so thank you so much everyone for tuning into our first episode and uh it's gonna be a very fun ride yes let's get going (laughs) 
So on today's episode, we're going to be chatting about the artist stigma or the starving artist stigma and uh, why this stigma is not something that works for me or Erica and maybe it doesn't work for you either and kind of talk about where it comes from and uh, and try to unpack this a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, so a quick Google search will tell you that the starving artist myth, which um, is kind of a like common term now that we hear thrown around, um, came about in the late 18th and early 19th centuries when there were some people writing about that myth and about the lack of access that a lot of artists, um, even at the time, had to uh, things like finances or food or um, you know ability to support themselves or a family. Um, so from there, it's grown and it's taken on new forms, and it's something that. We all, including Ray and I, kind of grew up hearing and Mm -hmm. even subconsciously, I think, even like embedding it in how we see artists in society. And it's obviously, I think that the issue is the stigma. It's not to discredit the fact that there are, especially now, tons of artists who are struggling and having a hard time finding um, resources. And that's, you know, it's obviously a really tough time for artists right now. but I think the issue with it is especially the romanticization. The romanticization. How do you say that word? <laughs> the, you romanticization. Know, romanticization <laughs> of um, of the whole um, starving artist or you know struggling artist uh, archetype, and this feeling that if you're going to pursue art, um, that th- thriving is never going to be in your future. And that's how I always grew up. So, anyway, we wanted to talk a little bit about. When you were younger, Erica, what are like five words for you that you thought of when you thought of art or pursuing art? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the really quick natural one was broke. Yeah. Um, And that it's so interesting to me, too, because I grew up around artists um, and my parents were really intentional about celebrating art Mm -hmm. and um, it was always encouraged in my life. And still that was a conception that was born, whether it's out of the education system or Mm -hmm. or TV or whatever. That was still like really inherently part of what being an artist was, was being perpetually broke. Yeah. Yeah. Another one would be struggling, which is kind Mm -hmm. of what we're saying. Loner or being lonely. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) Right. So it's always sounded like a very isolating and brooding. Like, and that's in movies too. Um, Depressed. That's a big one. So mental health um, issues were kind of inherently uh, associated. And then, um, and this one I was like, Oh, this is funny. But earless. What is that? Earless. What does that <laughs> even mean? Earless is physically not having an ear. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is this some kind of fancy like? It's not. It's nothing it's fancy. Actually just but like it's a, actually like Van Gogh cut Van off Gogh his ear, and that's ear. the like. Yeah, that's the so, story we hear about yeah, a famous painter. Totally. And this is not to discredit anyone listening who either struggles with any of these things mm-hmm. or doesn't have an ear or whatever mm-hmm. you have struggled with. I, you know, I see all those things because I think everything that you've listed mm. other than the earless part, mm-hmm. I have definitely um, experienced, but also it's just not this resignation that that is, yeah. that is like always going to be my reality, mm-hmm. you know, because I've, I've been, um, you know, I've been you know, I've dealt with all kinds of lonely feelings, la, right. la, 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 so, and et cetera. And I think that 
the the thing that to move on from especially now is that that's not inherent in being yeah. an artist and that's not something that I will deal with for the rest of my life if I don't want to as an artist you know what I mean right they, they don't have to be married art, no. art and all these ideas and so I wrote down a couple words too and it's interesting because a lot of them are the ones you said like broke mm-hmm. um unstable crazy was one mm. and I think when I was younger um people told me that in order to be to make good art you had to be um unstable you had yep. to be um in emotional turmoil and I remember when I was growing up I thought that I had to be going through a breakup to write good songs Mm -hmm. I had to be in a very dark place emotionally to write good songs um which is so so I look back on that and it's so silly Mm because um now I think about writing songs really more as a practice rather than this dark place that I go which oftentimes it is a very dark place I go to but also it's something I look forward to. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be going through a breakup to write good songs. Uh, so another word that honestly I felt when I was younger and I was in middle school and high school was that if I was going to pursue art or be uh, a actor or a singer or whatever, that as a female, that meant that I was somehow uh, like slutty or like mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I hate that Dang. word. But um, that's what it was passed around. Yep. And that if I wanted to be a respectable woman, I could not be an artist because that was something that was very, um, just not very respectable and, and not just kind of, yeah, you know. And I was going to have to like sleep with people in order to pr- mm-hmm. make it as a female artist, which is really crazy that that was fed to me when I was younger. And and what's so crazy is while you're saying that right now, I'm going through my list and you know how, like, I don't know if your brain does this, but you like, you think of a concept and you kind of have an image of it mm-hmm. with all of those words that I said, it was yeah. all a man. Like wow, my association yeah. of artists Whoa. is all a man. Oh, wow. And your only association that like resonates, that makes sense yeah. as a woman is like, sexually you know or what what people would term slutty yeah um as the way to success yeah oh my gosh that's big I mean another one I put down too is like like drugs and like party Mm. and like sex drugs and rock and roll was like Mm. a big thing you know and so I always thought that if I was going to be an artist pursue art I had to somehow participate in this sex drugs and rock and roll Mm -hmm. um you know life and that somehow was put in this okay but that's not respectable for a female and if i did right and i was gonna be like a very bad like right bad, that's like double bad yeah girl, which is total bull um there's no such thing as a badly behaved woman mm. you guys behave however the hell you want obviously the issue is not that people are struggling with mental health problems mm-hmm. and we shouldn't associate that with being an artist because yeah. that's just a reality of being a human right and and walking and through life a ton of you know folks struggling with mental health within the art community and with every community and that is not to be looked over but I think it's sorry what you were going to say well yeah yeah, but it's the systemic part of things and the like expectation and the perpetuation of systems that harm people and so if sex drugs and rock and roll is harming people that like archetype and that um that stigma Mm -hmm then we need to look at that yeah. and we need to work towards healing from that. It's not right. all going to change overnight, but mm. we talk about all this all the time. Yeah. Like we have to own our complicity in the mm. perpetuation of anything like a stigma that harms somebody. Mm-hmm. And then we have to move 
towards healing with it. Mm -hmm. And I think when we're told as artists that that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. and that is the um, destination of our life Mm -hmm. and the destination of what we create. And, And when we're told, and this happened to me just this week, I posted something about a stupid message somebody sent me on Instagram Mm -hmm. and it was funny and I made like a stupid response to it whatever and and they wrote and they said turn that emotion into art (laughs) and it was like it was like anger emotion mixed with like calling them out yeah and I was like okay but it's that same idea of like from the darkness that's where you'll create your best work yeah and yes you can create amazing work out of out of pain or out of, um, struggle, but perpetuating that idea that that's where our best work comes from can really hold us in some dark places. Absolutely. So I think it's important to recognize a couple things too, that one statistically artists are actually happier than most other professions. Really? Yeah. And then, yes. So these are like actually lies. They're just lies. Statistically, artists are happier than other professions. Mm -hmm. And yet we're fed that in order to be an artist, you have to be in emotional turmoil at all times. Yeah. So, so much of it is just, we just need to shift the narrative. Yeah. And I think we're going to overall see people moving more into their gifts. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think some of it, I I was reading some about like the stigma and whatever. And so much of what's written about is when you Google it, like majoring in art or going to school for art Mm -hmm. is always like the worst thing that you can get a major in or like how to deal with it. If your kid wants to be an artist, that was literally like the the title of multiple things. I'm offended. (laughs) Wow. Um, but you know, when you look at it, they, there was a couple different studies done, and one found that a Gallup poll found that seventy percent of people in kind of traditional STEM jobs mm-hmm. are unhappy with mm-hmm. their jobs. Seventy mm. percent um, of the artists polled yeah. were happy with their jobs, wow. um, even if it doesn't look as traditional. So I think part of this too is like just owning the fact that these are just false myths. Yeah, they're myths, and they're they're holding us back from really thriving communally as artists and being able to support each other better um and then the other thing and i know we're gonna get into this in a lot of other episodes but is that structurally Mm -hmm. financially Mm -hmm. we do not support artists uh women of color primarily Mm -hmm. um there there was this crazy study done in new york of all the galleries there and i read about this my focus is more visual art I'm sure it's also reflected in the music world too um but a crazy study done where 70 percent of the artists represented in New York galleries are male 30 percent are women and of that 80 percent of the women are white Ooh. So where are like I the, feel so small right now? Right? right, it's wild. Yeah, and there's actually zero zero um, indigenous representation. Oh 0% my, indigenous representation. Just yeah. just just a big zero. Just, just a, zero. a big zero. Zero. Oh my. So we also um, do need to think about why are artists struggling and who are the artists that are struggling because it's less white male, it's less white males that are struggling. Um, And how do we empower those that are struggling? mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that is wild. You know, I was telling you uh, the other day about how, you know, I'm 
learning how to produce my own music mm-hmm. and it's something that I've wanted to do since I was 19 I'm 27 now and it's literally taken me eight years to build the confidence to just freaking do it mm-hmm. and I'm not blaming anyone <laughs> as to why I felt that way but when I re- go online and read statistics that two percent of producers are women that's crazy it's no wonder that maybe I felt like I could never produce yeah you don't have any example of yeah. it and or... shout out to all the female producers out there I, I know some of you and you guys you all <laughs> you not guys you all are incredible mm. and in, inspire me because it's taken me eight years to build that confidence two mm. percent it's crazy and it's crazy yeah so i think that uh oh what i also wanted to say that i think has been something that i've worked on for years that i feel like i've gotten to a better place with is this lack mentality with art and Mm. feeling and feeling like these like two things one art especially with music you're either starving artists struggling Mm -hmm. or you're wicked famous (laughs) and you're rihanna or something you know and so i always felt that until i got to that point it was just going to be misery um or, you know, whatever, at least financial misery. Right. And uh, and that one, there's so much competition for those couple spots at mm-hmm. the top. And so we're all in this competition. We're all at the bottom and they're all just waiting to be catapulted to the top. But there is this incredible, incredible, beautiful, wonderful middle mm. where we both live. Yeah. Where we're completely supporting ourselves off of art. Mm. We're not household names. Mm-hmm. Maybe some households. <laughs> oh, raise a household out. name in my place. Shout out to all the households that uh, <laughs> have Erica's uh, paintings and, and my music on. But uh, you know, we're not we're not like household names, yeah. and yet we're totally thriving. And yeah. I wake up every morning in my my humble abode, very very grateful and happy to be sustainably living off of my work. And I don't feel that I'm in constant emotional turmoil anymore. And that is a place that I don't think a lot of people know is possible because I, especially with this whole, what to do if your child wants to be an artist, la la la. Mm -hmm. A lot of parents, uh, especially of our parents' generation have this idea that it's either you make it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And the chances of you make it making it are very slim. Right. When really you can make a comfortable living, um, you know, a similar, like for a while I was, you know, I was bartending, I was waitressing for years and I was making um, a comfortable living. And then I switched to doing music full time. And for the first couple of years, I was making pretty much the exact same I was making as a waitress or a bartender. And so I wasn't killing it. I wasn't making crazy money not making crazy money now either but like (laughs) you know I'm thriving Mm -hmm. but in my head it was like wait I could you don't have to be making a million dollars a year to be thriving as an artist right and that's what like thinking about thriving as the whole because you know our days are not just filled with playing the guitar and writing a song Mm -hmm. they're filled with other aspects too they're filled with community and movement and eating good food and and, you know these things and emails lots of emails right and and contracts and all these different things that like that aren't that sexy sometimes too not super sexy (laughs) 
but they can encompass a really well life um, if you invest in that. I I think like we also have to ask ourselves, why is this like mythology and romanticism around the struggle of art? Why does it continue? Mm -hmm. There has to be a reason for that, like structurally. Yeah. And so what is, what is our culture and society afraid of? Why do we support the artists that we do support, which like you said, are few and far between, but primarily white men, Mm -hmm. um, getting these kind of like stardom stages. Why, um, do we discourage youth from becoming artists? Mm -hmm. Like why, I think the why is really important because it has to deal with healing and power structures. Yeah. And as we address it, I think those things are going to, going to shift. Yeah, I think the why uh, is very important, and it, I think it's going to uncover a lot of a lot of things that are going to be hard to to really mm-hmm. wrap our heads around. I think that um, I think that society and at large sometimes it, you know, they say like art is a way of really thinking for yourself, and in society that's something that's very dangerous. Yeah, you know, and and finding your own voice and and that's something that uh, can be terrifying for power structures, yep. you know? And so uh, I think what's interesting is that although, like we said, the artist stigma, the starving artist stigma is so unproductive and it's, it's not something that I align with at all. Um, what I do align with is this like artistic rebellion thing. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that wellness within art and within life itself has somehow feels rebellious, you Mm. know, it feels rebellious. And, um, I think being a rebel and, and going against the grain sometimes looks different than what you'd think. It's not, uh, it's not always, uh, I don't know, the romanticized rebellious thing. A lot of it is actually just sitting in your truth and finding who you are and, and, and being your truest self, being your truest artist. And so, um, you know, it's like, let's, uh, let's move away from the starving artist stigma and move more towards the, the rebellious artist, whatever Mm. rebellious is for you, whatever going against the grain is going against society so that you can really become your truest self and become your truest artist and, Mm -hmm. and have, have a, be your own boss and have, and feel good. Yeah. (laughs) Feel good. Yeah. Feel good. It feels so good to feel good, you Mm -hmm. know? And, uh, you can write good songs even if you're not going through a breakup. Right. And you can, if you are too. Yep. <laughs> it's the it's both and not, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. there's, it's just being an artist. My thesis statement today will be that like being an artist is valid in whatever way works for you, you know, yeah. as long as you're not like hurting people in the process, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, Cause it looks so different to everyone. Right. Everyone's career looks so different, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that my career had to look a certain way. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm either going to be headlining at Red Rocks. Like, um, I'm just going to keep using Rihanna. <laughs> Please keep using you know, Rihanna. <laughs> I'm either going to be headlining at Red Rocks like Rihanna or I'm going to like die trying. And that's yeah. what, that's what always was fed to me when I was younger. It's like, I'm going to make it or die trying. Right. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. Right. It's a lot of pressure. And I don't think that my career needs to be a life or death situation. I think that's really dramatic. Um, and I think that, that um, I'd rather just uh, be in a constant, more balanced, thriving state. Yeah. <laughs> and that um, 
I think that uh, I'm never making it and always making it at the same time. So for this week's challenge, write down three stereotypes about artists that have been holding you down and rewrite them. Example, artists never make money. And you can change that too. If I work hard at my art, I can turn it into a sustainable business, as many artists do all the time. And so uh, write these down. Feel free to email us, email them to us at info at createwellpodcast or post them on Instagram and tag us so we can share. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was super fun. And we're so excited for the following episodes. Um, Please follow us on Instagram as we build this creative community together and tag us in your weekly challenges in either stories or posts. Also, our new website just launched. Check it out and send us an email with any feedback. Also, if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, our Patreon followers will have exclusive access to monthly live Q&As, extra photo content, and giveaways all kinds of fun stuff and that's patreon.com slash create well join us next week as we interview each other about all things art wellness and being an entrepreneur this week's featured musician is lizzie no and this is her song channels